Hello and welcome to Mrs. Bush's Storytime. I'm your host, Doro Bush Cook. Today's story, Some Fine Grandpa, written by Alan Arkin, reminded me of my own grandpa. In addition to reading to us, he always used to sing to us. Mr. Arkin first read this story with my mom, former First Lady Barbara Bush, in 1992. Grandpa's coming to live with us, Molly's mother said one afternoon while she was making dinner. How come, Molly asked as she set the table. He's getting old and his mind is starting to wander, said Molly's mother. Where does it go, asked Molly. No one knows, said Molly's mother. I'll take care of him, said Molly. That will be good, said her mother. Maybe he can walk me to school, Molly said. If he can remember the way, said Molly's mother. The next day, Molly's grandpa came in a taxi. Everyone hugged and kissed, and grandpa said that Molly got big. Then they took him to his room. Molly helped him put his things away, his shirts, his pants, his suspenders, his fountain pen, his magazines, his eyeglasses, his galoshes, his mending kit, and his toothbrush. He waved the toothbrush at Molly. I didn't need one of these when I lived in the jungle, he said to Molly. No pockets to keep them in. How come no pockets, Molly asked. We had no pockets because we didn't wear clothes. To brush our teeth, we pulled a thorn or a twig from a bush, and that's the way we did it. When we were finished, we threw the darn things away. Oh, said Molly. I didn't know you lived in the jungle. Oh, my, yes, said Grandpa, for many years. It was a wonderful and crazy time, and I wish I was there still. Tell me about the jungle, Molly said. I don't like to talk about it, said Grandpa. Why not, asked Molly. I get sad and lonely for the gorillas, said Grandpa. You knew gorillas, Molly asked with her eyes wide. I knew a lot of gorillas, said Grandpa. In fact, for many years, I lived there with a gorilla family, the Sandersons, a mother and father and three children, two boys and a lovely little girl. They were some of the finest people I have ever known. Oh, my goodness, said Molly. What did you do with them? We did many wonderful things together, said Grandpa. We played cards, we sang songs, we swung in the trees, things of that nature. Grandpa lived in the jungle with gorillas, Molly said to her daddy that night when he was putting her to bed. Oh, that's his mind wandering, said her father sadly. Trying not to get him excited, we could have a disaster on our hands. On Monday, Grandpa walked Molly to school. He had a small map with him, even though the school was only three blocks away. I won't need a map tomorrow, he said. If I go someplace once, I never forget the way. I know the way, said Molly. I'll get us there, said Grandpa. If I could find the South Pole in a snowstorm, I can certainly get us to your school. Tell me about the South Pole, said Molly. Well, a polar bear saved my life once in the South Pole, said Grandpa. How did he do that, Molly asked. A walrus ate my overcoat, and I was freezing to death. A polar bear saw me shivering with my skin all blue, and he knitted me a sweater with a matching wool hat, and that's why I'm alive today. They stopped at the corner, and Grandpa seemed a little bit lost. He turned the map in several different directions. Polar bears can't knit, Molly said. Well, that's true as a rule, said Grandpa, but this one had worked for a dressmaker in Paris. She loved him very much, and she taught him how to knit sweaters. I see, said Molly. The polar bear now speaks very fine French, said Grandpa. This is an amazing grandfather, Molly thought to herself. Grandpa threw the map away and asked the policeman how to find Molly's school. Grandpa is going to take me to the South Pole, said Molly while she was taking her bath. Oh, yes, said Molly's mother. Yes, he said, as soon as I can crack a whip and scream mush loud enough for the dogs, we're going. 
I see, said Molly's mother, turning pale. He also wants me to meet a polar bear who knows how to knit sweaters, said Molly. But for that, we have to go to France. Grandpa's mind has gone very far away, Molly's mother said to her husband later that evening. What happened, Molly's daddy said, looking quite alarmed. He's talking about living in trees with gorillas, said Molly's mother. About polar bears who know how to knit sweaters, things like that. Oh, he's getting all worked up, said her husband. We have to tell him to calm down. He, he needs to take more naps or something terrible might happen. Every day, Molly's grandpa told her more stories. He told her about the giant robots he invented that could tap dance and sing, about the swarm of bees that he trained to write messages in the sky. He told her about when he was in the circus and had a wrestling act with an octopus. He told her about the time someone stole his wallet and his hair and how the police found his wallet, but they never found his hair. One Saturday, he took Molly to the movies. He wore his underwear on his head. People looked at Grandpa for a long time. When they got home, Molly's mother told him he was wearing underwear on his head. He took it off quickly and said, Oh my goodness, I thought it was my hat. Grandpa laughed. So did Molly. Molly's mother looked very sad. At dinner time, everyone waited for Grandpa to get out of the bathroom. Grandpa wore underwear on his head today, Molly's mother whispered to her husband. He thought it was his hat. Molly's father shook his head slowly and made squirrel noises with his teeth. Oh, we have to do something drastic. He's forgetting everything, he said. He remembers things too, said Molly's mother. He remembers things that didn't happen. You know what he told Molly today? What? Tell him, Molly. He said that once he was an astronaut and his spaceship crashed on the moon and moon men saved him and they built him a new spaceship to come home in, but they took a long time to build it because they loved him so much and they didn't want him to leave. This is not good, said Molly's mother. She put down her knife and fork and started to cry. His brain is getting overheated. He's more confused than ever. Grandpa came out of the bathroom and sat down at the table. What's all the crying about, he said. We're getting worried about you, said Molly's mother. You're getting overstimulated. I like to be overstimulated, said Grandpa. But it's not good for you, said Molly's mother. You're telling strange stories. You're doing strange things. You need to rest more and take pills. I will tell strange stories no matter how many pills I take, Grandpa said. I can't worry about every word that jumps out of my mouth. That's no way to live. Nobody said anything. All Molly could hear was the sound of forks making scraping noises on plates. The next day, Grandpa took Molly to school. He grumbled all the way. They don't know how to treat someone like me, he said. I'll go to England if they don't behave themselves. I'll move back in with a king and queen who love me. There is no king of England, said Molly. Only a queen now. There is a king, said Grandpa. No, Molly said patiently, only a queen. I tell you there is a king, said Grandpa, but he's shy, so no one knows about him. Why is he shy? He's tiny, said Grandpa. He's a tiny little king. Kings are supposed to be big, so he's very sad and he stays in bed most of the time. Don't tell anybody I told you, particularly your mother and father. I won't, said Molly. But Molly couldn't keep secrets very well. At dinner time, she told her mother and father about England's true king. Where did you hear that? asked Molly's mother. I told her, said Grandpa, and I hope the two of you don't go blabbing about it. It's between me and the king. Don't worry, said Molly's mother. We won't say a thing about it. And by the way, what are those things next to our plates? 
Napkins, said Grandpa. They look like socks to me, said Molly's mother. These are socks, said Molly's father. You put socks on the table instead of napkins. Well, they're clean, aren't they, said Grandpa. That's not the point, said Molly's father. The point is you're getting too excited. You have to lie down more. We are going to build you your own place over the garage and get a nice lady to take care of you. I don't want my own place over the garage and a nice lady to take care of me, Grandpa said. We know what's best, Pop, said Molly's father, and he patted Grandpa's hand several times to make him feel better. Molly and Grandpa sat at the table and looked into their soup. The next day, carpenters came and started building an apartment for Grandpa over the garage. You'll be very happy here, Grandpa, believe me, said Molly's father. It will be quiet and peaceful, and Mrs. Angus will look after you and give you pills and make you chamomile tea. Grandpa said nothing. He watched the carpenters build his new room. When they were done, he moved in all by himself in the middle of the night. When Mrs. Angus came, he locked her out of his room, so she sat in the house all day with his pills and tea and watched television. You'll get over it, said Molly's father. In a few days, he'll be as happy as a clam. Grandpa was so upset that he didn't talk to anyone for a whole week. Then Grandpa's birthday came. We have to do something, said Molly's mother. Like what, Molly asked. We have to have a quiet celebration, said Molly's mother. She called Grandpa on the phone. Happy birthday, Grandpa, she said. Thank you, said Grandpa. We're going to come over and visit, said Molly's mother. I have a sinus infection, said Grandpa. They're not catching, said Molly's mother. I'm very busy, said Grandpa. We'll stay just for a few minutes so you don't have to get all churned up, said Molly's mother. Molly and her mother made a carrot cake to bring Grandpa. They put candles in it. They walked upstairs to Grandpa's place over the garage. A lot of noise was coming from Grandpa's apartment. They knocked at the door. A large robot opened the door. It had on a party hat. Hello, it said. Come on in. Molly's mother looked a little surprised. Nice cake, said the robot. We made it, said Molly. And a lovely job you did on it, the robot said. A polar bear was sitting in Grandpa's rocking chair. It was knitting a muffler and drinking lemonade. Bonjour, it called out to Molly. Three more robots were dancing and singing with Grandpa. Hi, they all said. Hi, said Molly and her mother. Some moon men and several gorillas were there. They all had party hats on. They were drinking lemonade and having a good time. Hello, they called out. You must be Molly and her mother. We heard a lot about you. Hello, Molly said. We heard a lot about you, too. Then there was a great noise and a loud wind, and a helicopter came by. It stopped at Grandpa's window. In the doorway of the helicopter, waving in her usual way, was the Queen of England with a very small man standing next to her. Happy birthday, shouted the Queen and the small man. Thank you, Grandpa shouted back. What a surprise. Come on in and have some cake. The King and Queen of England climbed into Grandpa's apartment through the window. Grandpa introduced them to everyone and gave them some cake and ice cream. Where's your jazzy? The King asked Molly. He's at work, Molly told her. He'll miss the party, said the King. We'd best go get him. Goody, said Molly. So the King and Queen and Molly went to get her father in the helicopter. When he saw Molly waving outside his office window, he almost fainted. But the king told him not to worry. It was an official helicopter and very carefully inspected. 
Then they all went back to the party and sang songs and danced and opened presents. Later in the evening, a swarm of bees came by and spelled, Happy Birthday, Grandpa, outside the window. At three o'clock in the morning, everyone went home. But they all said it was the best party they'd ever been to. Another party was planned for the following week because the President of the United States called and said he was sad about missing this one. So Mrs. Angus went away and Grandpa stayed in his little apartment. But he did come over a lot and he walked Molly to school every day without a map and he told her amazing stories and no one told him to stop anymore. And if he sometimes wore his underwear on his head, it was fine with everybody. Even if grandma and grandpa don't live close by, you can boost family reading by using a video conferencing program to have your child share a book with loved ones. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Goodbye for now. The Mrs. Bush's Storytime podcast is inspired by Mrs. Bush's Storytime a radio program that aired on ABC Radio from 1990 to 1994, while Mrs. Barbara Bush served as First Lady of the United States. For more information, visit barbarabush.org slash podcast.